0: Guys, once again, welcome to me and the crew. I'm your host, Shawnee Leverett. And today we have the privilege of sitting down with Miss Sierra Georgia, a dynamic entrepreneur who has embarked on a remarkable journey from working for her family's moving and storage company to becoming a driving force behind gelato, an artisan gelato business. we are going to discover how her early experiences shaped her understanding of business and how her international business degree set her on a path to culinary entrepreneurship. Help me welcome, please, Miss Sierra Georgia. Wow, thank you so much.
1: Um, well, my name is Sierra Georgia. I am from New Jersey, originally from South Jersey. Um, I grew up in a moving and storage business, um, and I'm just super excited to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Welcome. South Jersey, how, how
0: was that? Uh,
1: I love South Jersey. A lot of times when you say you're from Jersey, a lot of people say <laughs> North Jersey, industrial <laughs> trash, disgusting, oh, but I'm from, <laughs> I'm from South Jersey. Where there's woods and nature and uh, everything that really makes New Jersey the Garden State. Okay,
0: okay, I'm laughing right because I um, Ed Ed actually gave me the heads up on that. It's like, where is she from? And she's like from Jersey. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Because I, I, I spent three <laughs> I spent three years in New York, and I, I've been to Jersey multiple times, but I've never been to, I've obviously never been to the part that you're from. I've, I've been to the part where there's shotgun houses and, you know, and, and some other things. So you're, you're not from that area.
1: No, I'm from a, a Burlington County, a very small oh, town yeah. called Pemberton, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. My grandfather, actually, back in the 70s, he was the mayor of the town I grew up in. So okay. I'm from a real small town with a lot of uh, awesome, amazing people, Pine lands, okay. close okay. the Pineys out
0: there. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. How, how often do you make it back there? as often as
1: I can. Uh, My dad still lives in New Jersey. My eyes have family in New Jersey. So Mm -hmm. I'd say, uh, you know, I'm also spreading gelato love in New Jersey. So I'm in New Jersey all the time. You just have to kind of catch me on the right week.
0: (laughs) Okay. I get that. You talked about a family moving business. Talk about that. Let's hear about that. You say it's a family company, correct?
1: Correct. Uh, Well, it's no longer in business, but father and son moving in storage. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up my grandparents um, started it when they were very young, in the 50s, really, out of Philadelphia, and um, grew it into a multi-location warehousing and transportation business in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the same, um, in, in the house I grew up in was on the same property as the truck yard and the office, and uh, we also owned uh, DC's, own, I'm not DC, I'm sorry, Atlantic City's only Black-owned business on the waterfront at the time. It was called the Golden Key Yacht Club. Hmm. So wow. during the week, it was working on the trucks, packing houses, pushing boxes, mm-hmm. packing, and on the weekend, it was uh, way more exciting. Sneaking down from upstairs to see what was going on in the bar that we weren't old enough to get into. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Um, wow, that was okay. see, this stuff I did not know.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Talk, talk about the transition from that. Um, I, I, I know you. I know you were in HBCU. Um, I believe you went to Howard, correct?
1: The Mecca, Viral H.U., you know this, yes.
0: Yeah, anyway.
1: <laughs> exactly. I did. In any
0: way. H.U.
1: for everybody listening. I there you go. It. Oh, it was the best, one of the best decisions I ever made was going to Howard. It was something that I really saw and felt more than anything else, but um, going to Howard, was amazing. And that's actually where I started my first business um, because I didn't realize how much school costs. You know, when no. I went to Howard, I studied international business. And when I got to Howard in that first semester, I had a partial scholarship. Um, they gave me a little bit of money to run track at Howard. Um, but my dad didn't want me to take any student loans. So I'm like, dad, what are we going to do? This is like almost $30,000 like or 20 something. I don't know how it was at the top of my head, but he was like, what do you mean what we're going to do? We're going to work. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> we would just do jobs and then make the money and go pay the tuition. That's just how it went. And so that kind of cycle of working to get what you need and then, bam, going to the next thing. That was something that just reverberated through my life for a while. Um, but my first business I started, I felt bad for how much it costs to go to Howard and I wanted to help my dad in a way. So actually my first business I started in, in at Howard's called simple student storage and people were stealing boxes outside of the bookstore. And mind you, we had a whole warehouse full of boxes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, dad, bring me as many boxes as you can. And I'm going to sell boxes out of my dorm. He thought I was crazy, but he brought those boxes and I was selling boxes two, three, $4 and when finals <laughs> week rolled around, there were three, four, $5 people would call my phone night, day, Seven days a week buying boxes. Boxes. Yep. Okay. My, yeah, that's how it started for me because I had them and I saw the need. People was, were stealing boxes outside of the bookstore and I thought it was disgusting and I was just like, why? Is it that serious, you know? But I didn't realize, you know, but I had a, a well access to a whole warehouse of boxes. Right. So the first uh, shipment of boxes was on my dad. He brought it up there and I sold out like the first week I had them mm-hmm. and then he brought me another load my roommate got kicked out. Oh. She left school, so I raised her bed up. So that was twice as many boxes I could store in my room. Okay, and and that's what it was. That's how it started.
0: Okay, okay. So, and I know you have a lot, and I want to dive into all of it, but I want to make sure that we do it in the right timeline. So, for family business to Howard, first business was a moving. Well, not moving, but 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 selling boxes. From mm-hmm. that, you transitioned into
1: from there once i graduated i was hired full-time for the federal aviation administration i used to work the faa and i spent six years in the international office at the faa and i really enjoyed my job Uh, but during that time i just did a lot of traveling i wasn't really I, i was i started um baking more and that's when i really got into food was um during that time and baking always just relaxed me. I've always been into crafts and just making things in general, but baking was something that like just took me away. I love to bake and people loved my cupcakes. So really I saw the Georgetown cupcake sisters emerge and that whole craze. And I was just like two sisters and had people going crazy over those cupcakes. And um, I went outside for work one day, DC's first cupcake truck was outside and, I, mm-hmm. and the line was around the corner. I knew that day I was on the wrong side of that window. It was only a guy in a band <laughs> handing out cupcakes for $4 each. And that day I decided to go back to bartending, get all the money together, buy the truck, all the equipment, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I did. For, for your cupcakes? For my cupcakes. So one year later, when I came, when I had everything, I had everything but a wrap and a commercial place to work out of. Mm-hmm. And when um, that following summer, which was actually July tw- 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally was ready to come out, but had no, uh, but there was five more cupcake trucks out and I didn't want to be the sixth. I was like, how can I be different? There was ice cream on trucks, but there was no gelato. So I said mm-hmm. to myself, let me find some gelato. And to be honest with you, when I first started, I didn't even say gelato properly. I kept saying gelato for like two weeks. <laughs> and so I went to all these places, nobody would sell to me. And I finally found a, a wholesale chef. He wanted to get into the retail side of the business and um it was just a good match i did a presentation for them Mm and in exchange for them paying for the wrap and letting me park my truck there and work out of there and get a license out of their facility for free Mm -hmm. i decided to help them build their brand so i kind of just tabled the whole cupcake concept and went uh face first into gelato i did
0: (laughs) wow wow
1: okay yeah it It, was just so hot
0: yeah interesting transition Well,
1: in my mind, it always was going to, cupcakes, I still did them if people Mm -hmm. asked. But from Mm -hmm. the first time, like when I discovered the chef and like discovered, once I started researching and and immersing myself into gelato and like, why is it different than ice cream? I didn't know anything when I first started. I was just like, I'll go with it. It's hot. It's different. Let's see. I didn't really know anything. And, but the way I could just pick it up, put it on the truck, sell it, bam 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 it was too easy so i was like i don't even have to make it so i I was sold on that if there was a turnkey solution that i could have said oh i want a truck and i could have just paid the you know however many thousand dollars to get a truck with a whole manual on how to make it work i would Mm -hmm. have done that but it didn't exist so i had to kind of create what i wanted to do
0: wow And, and this is in dc correct
1: Uh, We started in Washington D.C. Yeah, I was D.C.'s first gelato truck, and for three years we sold this Italian guy's gelato. It was a brand. Um, They're still in business. They were. They do. You know, they are still in business. They make a very high quality product, Mm -hmm. and I did that for three years. And in in 2016, when I was expanding to Philly, with um, I had a potential contract for some kiosks. They offered me a licensing deal. Um, We experienced a lot of success me and my sister Morgan, she was really became the face of the truck and she really held it down while I really went on to grow the business Mm -hmm. and get us more opportunities. And um, they said one thing, it came back as another, they didn't negotiate with me. And so I had to make a hard choice. They really just wanted me to sign it and us keep going, but it just didn't feel right. And so Mm. I decided to go to Italy, learn how to make gelato. I became an artisan gelato master at Cappuccione Gelato University, that's in Bologna. I spent four weeks out there in school, Monday through Friday, learning everything there is to learn about artisan gelato making. And then I spent another two weeks just taking the train all around uh, Italy, eating gelato, immersing myself in the culture.
0: Right. Oh, well, uh, yeah. okay, I, I, like I said, I plan on learning some stuff today. It's like, like we said, the only place I ever had gelato is in Italy. I've had in France also, but in, in Italy. So, huh, interesting. So so chances are your stuff is good. (laughs) Well, let
1: me say this before I even get into that, because we got two (laughs) award-winning flavors and I'm top 100 on, uh, internationally. We're going to get into that in a second. But there was, when I went to Italy Mm -hmm. and saw and discovered the gelato culture, it was more than just a dessert there. It Mm -hmm. was a lifestyle. It Mm -hmm. was a culture. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I, and not only when I was at school, I was the only, Mm -hmm. um, Brown person there the whole time. Yeah. I was also the only American person there the whole time. Okay. And, uh, and one of three women in my class, one woman was from Japan and another was from France. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I saw this disparity, but more than anything, I felt like I stumbled upon this whole culture lifestyle, food lifestyle that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And I had been, all, had been all over the world at that point, And I just felt like I discovered something that I wanted to bring back and share with my community. Mm-hmm. And America really got no real respect at the international gelato table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were I was the butt of a lot of jokes. It was just like, you know, Americans just didn't get respect at the gelato table and I didn't like that. I didn't like how they talked about the gelato industry being such a you know, basically like such such an untapped industry and Mm -hmm. how it's going to grow. I knew I wanted to be on the front lines of what that looked like as an American person. So when I came back, I decided to put my business together and I didn't want to do a copycat and make people think this is an Italian brand. Mm -hmm. Nobody uses the term real American gelato. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to change that. I wanted to uh, just make flavors that are a reflection of the diverse delicious foods that we love here in America, which is super international in itself um, that can compete on any world stage. But we, we, I came to the game to create American artisan gelato.
0: Wow. I am impressed and a little scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't be scared. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of setting my ways a little bit with some stuff. And if I like something, I like it. So with that you'll have me as like a client or you know part of your business for life. That's just the makeup okay, of yeah. me me and my family. So to to venture out to experience it's like beer and I'm not comparing that at all. You know if you go to Europe and you happen to go to a pub and hang out there or do some beer tasting there you come back to America nothing compares. Nothing compares and that yeah. that's, that that's just you know the, the way that is and I've been all over the world with that. So you got gelato On the east coast planning on bringing it west
1: oh i've been all over the map with this gelato we just came back from houston in september so i've done events uh in antigua i've done events um people have flown me all over the map to bring gelato to them that is one Mm -hmm. of the things that has made me super unique over the years Mm -hmm. is that um one, we specialize in delivering the unexpected. So every flavor experience, every flavor is truly a unique experience that I craft together very thoughtfully. And uh, I take a lot of pride in that. And so definitely we have um, plans on expanding. Right now, our focus, we just went through the Union Kitchen Food Accelerator, which is um, one of the top accelerated food accelerators in the country. And we're really locking in on our manufacturing um production and distribution and so the goal is to get our pine. you know we're saturating the market locally regionally and then nationally so we just want to grow um at a very healthy sustainable rate because i'm I'm building something that's going to last forever here
0: okay so we're talking like are we talking restaurants are we talking grocery stores are we talking schools are we talking what are we talking we're talking all that
1: It's a a mixture. Now, I always said from the beginning, I always wanted to, I'd rather be in a thousand doors Mm -hmm. than have a thousand stores for sure. Mm -hmm. Any day of the week, I didn't get into this game. I knew by just studying the industry and watching the people that have come before me, what they did right, what they did wrong. Mm -hmm. I knew that people were figuring out that CPG distribution is really the only way you can like is really the way to scale. You know, in the food business in general, but even especially with a packaged product like mine, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to be I didn't want my business to continue owning me. I needed to change the narrative to improve my lifestyle and actually scale my business to where to match up where I saw it going. Mm -hmm. And so um, we do. I serve restaurants in the local D.C. area. Uh, We the first restaurant that picked us up when we opened our D.C. facility is uh, Huncho House which is um, that's one of our biggest clients, Uh, very popular client out here. But we're in a handful of restaurants, um, stores, grocery stores. Yes. Anybody that wants to sell our product, I will package it up and consult with them and show them how they can make it work. For what they have going on so even if you owned a very popular barber shop or beauty salon it's hot and if you want something anybody listening in your establishment i'll even put together the freezer package for you um but it's just all about getting our products out there locally regionally and nationally and just in that order Wow.
0: And how, how are you going about advertising now? I, I know, um, like, so social media is obviously big, but as far as like uh, publications, that kind of thing, how, how are you guys going about advertising? So, you know, I'll be honest, even
1: since I started in 2016, I had never had a problem getting like press. Mm -hmm. and like media it's never been something that i'm like okay we need to pay these people to put us on i've actually never paid to be in an article before but um i do see the value of that but i'm pretty old school when it comes out like we do social media is our number one uh word of mouth email marketing is our those are probably our top three Mm -hmm. um and just people you know our customers we have a really good um you know rate of returning customers. People love our product once they discover it they they lock in with us.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that When we return. can I get you to address aspiring business owners, including those who might not have had the same starting advantages about essential aspects of both initiating and sustaining business? We'll be right back with Miss Sierra, Georgia.
1: This is Che Guerrero, and you're listening to me and the crew.
0: At Rooted Friends Project, we're on a mission to transform lives and create brighter futures. Our vision is simple, empower underserved communities through education, nutrition, and active engagement. Through our innovative programs, we're addressing crucial needs like health awareness, academic support, and personal growth. We're not just a nonprofit, we're a family. Together, we're making a real impact, one child at a time. But to keep changing lives, we need your support. With your help, we can reach even more children and families. Your donation will go directly towards expanding our programs, hosting events, and providing essential resources. Join us in creating brighter futures for the next generation. Together, we can make a difference that lasts a lifetime. Rooted Friends Project, empowering today's children to become tomorrow's leaders. Welcome back to Me and the Crew. Guys, to learn more about Rooted Friends Project, just tap in to www.rootedfriendsproject.com for more information. We are speaking with Ms. Sierra Georgia, founder and artist of Gelato, an American gelato company currently based in the Washington, D.C. area. I wanted to ask you, Sierra, what advice would you give those future entrepreneurs coming up who may not have had the advantages that you've had so far?
1: Uh, I have some very good advice, but before I give that advice, let me say this is that I learned a tremendous, growing up in a family business, had a huge impact on my life, my confidence Mm -hmm. and my ability to see the bigger picture and like see things uh, very globally. But I'll be honest, but when I graduated college, my family business closed down, you Mm. know, everyone was doing something else and I did not inherit a lot of opportunity to start a gelato business. You know what right. I'm saying? I so you. I had to kind of just figure it out. And um, um what I'll say is is that you you have to believe anybody who wants to start a business like I saw it. I knew I could do it. I had to keep pushing myself but I had to keep refilling my tank. You know, I heard someone said to me Success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. True, And I think it's just so true because I got a lot of notes. You know, when I went to Italy, mm-hmm. just you're talking timelines. When I went to Italy, I barely had, I didn't, I mean, I was consulting at the time. I'd already left my government job. Life was not easy for me and I was eating what I kill every day. And so, <laughs> and so that was life. So it's not like I had this huge budget and I, I did have a budget, but I had a great time hopping around on the train through Europe, eating gelato everywhere. But mm-hmm. when I came back, I had to really lean in on the infrastructures, or people, organizations that support small businesses because I had to get funding. But the best thing I can say is that you have to get help. You, when you have an idea, go to whatever city you live in, go to the small business center in your city. Mm-hmm. Ask them to tell you what they have going on. When I first started, after I came back from Italy, I didn't have any equipment. I didn't even have any money. And I just knew that what I wanted to do, but I wanted to give Talenti uh, a fair fight. You know, Mm -hmm. I knew I I was on my way to to the freezer section. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I believed I could do it. That was more than half the battle. So once I um, I went into the Enterprise Centers in Philly, and they I signed up for their newsletter. Two weeks later, I get an email saying there's a bake off competition. Win a free membership to our shared kitchen and a baking contract with University of Pennsylvania. I said, hmm. okay, let me try this. I signed up. I end up winning the, is sponsored by Hershey's, winning the bake-off and got a contract baking uh, lemon bars and brownies for at Penn through the Bon Appetit program, which was great, but it wasn't gelato. Yeah, I, wait, wait. I, I went
0: out I, I was like, did, did I miss something? Did I fall asleep? So-
1: <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to, you, you want to hear the timeline. I'm trying to give you
0: the timeline. Go ahead, I'm listening.
1: Okay, so when I came back from Italy, I had all this knowledge, right? A
0: lot of knowledge. Uh
1: But I didn't have any money. I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have anything. I just had an idea, a dream, and a belief that I could do this. Right. And I went to. um, First, I went to. I went. I got about a good twelve no's. I want to say when I was asking for funding, and when I finally got my first yes. Um, they didn't even give me what I asked for. They gave me like half of what I asked for. It was like, mm, we don't want you to open a store. We just want you to get your equipment. We believe in the CPG game that you want to get into, like the, the manufacturing distribution. So that's what I did. And I knew that if I got because I told them, I said, as long as I can at least get this machine and all this stuff, I know I can make it, whether I have a store or not. And I didn't really want a store. And that's what I did. So I got the money. And a lot of people have like a, a story of when they first started making ice cream or gelato of some countertop machine no my first that they started with and upgraded to my first machine was like the is is the ferrari of gelato machines okay? wow it's okay. like i went big fast because i knew where i wanted to go and um so i just encourage you to encourage anybody that wants to do this don't just quit your job there's a lot of entrepreneurs there's this mindset to think that you can't have a job and be an entrepreneur as if that makes you less of an entrepreneur no that makes you a very smart entrepreneur if you're able to plan your work work your plan you need money to live a lot of people think oh you just make money but you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself I was not always good at that but I had to get
0: good at it because it's a marathon not a sprint that's what I tell people True, true. Talk, talk about the faces in the business. I know you mentioned when you first uh, got into this business, you didn't see a lot of brown faces, uh, particularly right. women. Has that changed at all? Um, I'll say this is that um, when I was uh, the
1: short answer is I want to say yes, because I've been fortunate enough, especially since I've partnered with Union Kitchen and I'm, I get to meet so many up and coming brands and people that want to put brands together. I have seen more Brown people get into the gelato industry, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was in Europe, I don't know how much that has changed. I haven't been back to my gelato school recently, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I do know that um, it is diversifying here in America. My focus is what's going on here, Mm -hmm. but um, you do see more. I see more black women um, getting into the frozen dessert game and black men too. And not just black, like, but I do, I see more okay see well, it growing and there needs to be more
0: yeah that know? that's what i was going to ask you do, do you see a trend do you see that trending up and on which side of the business um on on your side on the on the business side on the corporate side or just in general um i'd say like on the
1: small business small batch manufacturer side which we we're we're kind of like coming out of the small batch and we're really like medium batch you could say i guess mm-hmm. um there's more there's more, it's trending up. I'm not gonna say it's not, I don't think it's doing double digit increases, but I think it's definitely trending up. And I can only, I'm and I'm not speaking off of numerical statistics. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking out of the fact that I'm really in the industry, I pay attention, I see what's new all the time. And I do see more um, brown faces in the gelato industry, which is to be celebrated. Yeah. To be honest, when I left um, Italy, I was like, well, I was mad that I had to go all the way there to learn how to do it, but I wanted to learn from the best. So mm-hmm. when I was there, just like when I worked in the government, my whole thing was I wanted to learn, soak up everything I could because I knew I could take this to America and do this for my people. So my hope is that, you know, through communities coming together and funding and powering small businesses to the next level, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to help create the next generation of
0: gelato chefs. And I was just about to ask that because I'm, I'm huge on empowering our youth, um, particularly our youth of color. Um, you know, pe- people know my story. We grew up uh, with no resources and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Anything we wanted, we, we had to create. Um, it, it wasn't until traveling and getting out of my environment that I, that I understood what was available to me, what I had access to to be and that that perspective changed my life and i wanted to ask you that how, how do you go about influencing those outside of okay how would you go about connecting to someone who who doesn't who doesn't look like you who who, de- who hasn't had uh a family that's that's been supportive what what, what advice would you give to them people um you, can, you have to be fearless because
1: I, for me, it's never mattered whether the person looks like me or not. Mm-hmm. If they got something I need, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking yes, at ma'am. the goal and what does it take to get there. Yes, so I would say that like people that, um, just to answer your question, you have to be Fearless. You know, you have to be confident. You have to be fearless. And really, to, and I say that, that's easy to say. But what does that mean exactly? What that means is that, like, you have to be in a place where you have to make a decision. There's nothing that's going to stop me. Like, no, is just not right now. You know, mm-hmm. no might be, it's not yes, but it's just not right now. So right. you have to, like, train your mind to to be, like, my mind was already my mind was where I'm at now two years ago, you know, like my mind right now is in 2025 20 for real. So, you know, and so it's like, and you, and, and I do have to, in as an entrepreneur, you also have to keep the reins on that because you can't be too far ahead and not realize what's happening now, but it's a balance. That's a tricky rope. And that's why mm-hmm. I say being an entrepreneur is truly not for everybody. If you're not willing to make sacrifices and if you don't have the passion, it's not going to last for you because yeah. I don't, I love making gelato. I love selling gelato. I like eating gelato. I like every single part of the process, even the, the emotional exchange of happiness that mm-hmm. occurs when I see somebody eat it and I turn their day around, like that does it for me. Yeah. So it's like, if you, I, I tell people you gotta find what you love and then like, just you can create the life that you want, but you have to be clear. If you're just constantly guessing and it's hard, being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that gets you through all of the highs and lows, really the lows, is that passion. So if you don't love it, if it still feels like a chore, it's probably not for you. And um, you got to be secure enough with yourself mentally to be able to get in front of people that don't look like you, to be able to get in front of the people that um, can put your product in the stores and have the confidence. Um, Which only comes from inside of you to be able to say what you need to say and sell your product. It takes confidence. So you got to build that up and um, just realize that you have to make sacrifices. You you might not be able to take all the trips you want to take. You know, Mm. you might not.
0: If you're not willing to do
1: it, it might not be worth it.
0: Yeah, and I, You know what? I I don't have to ask that question. I was gonna I was gonna say everybody thinks they're an entrepreneur and they're not. <laughs> I was, right? I was no, it's not for everybody. It's not. It man. It it is a grind. It is you know. And and being an entrepreneur doesn't mean okay. Well, I'm self sufficient all the time. That's not what it means. <laughs> so, and I don't even have to ask you because you just spoke on all that. What's next for you? Next, next is really
1: increasing the territory. You know. Increasing our sales throughput for all of the stores that we have been getting into. We just got picked up with Giant uh, through their Giant Delivers program. So pretty soon you'll be able to get... all of the, our SKUs, you'll be able to get them um, if you order them on the Giant Delivers app. It'll be delivered all the way from Newark, Delaware to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Those are the Giants that it covers. And if we do really well, we'll, we'll be able to get into more stores. So right now, we're, we just moved into our new facility, 1625 Eckington Place, Northeast DC. It's beautiful. It's next level. Um, it's also... Um, open to the public. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique, y'all heard it here first. We haven't even done our grand opening yet. Um, And I know I said, I wouldn't have a store. I say that a lot, (laughs) but (laughs) they upgraded my space in um, our new facility to include like a walk-up retail kind of concept. So I'm very excited about that. And so we're just right now building a strong production team and increasing our distribution with more stores and just locking in on the greatness that we we've been working on for the last since 2016.
0: Wow. So the easiest way for somebody here on the West Coast to to get your product would be
1: ordering online. You ordering can order money. online gelato.com that's g e l a t o h.com. There's an h at the end of there. Um yeah. we're gelato with the h at the end on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, all of the Social media platforms is eat gelato. And yeah, so the fastest place is uh online for sure.
0: Okay, okay. And I, I you know, I'm not saying that for an exaggeration. I'm gonna check it out. And if it's bad, I'm gonna let you know. Let me tell you this, because think... you did
1: say something earlier. <laughs> we have two award-winning flavors, okay? Two very different with the white coffee, one a bronze at gelato festival America tastes like what coffee smells like phenomenal Thank and then we have a we also got a bronze with for one of our sorbets which is blue magic which is a pineapple ginger lime uh and that we spike with fresh spirulina uh, blue spirulina and what makes that one unique is the fact that it's no sugar added it's only sweetened by what's naturally found in the in the fruits and the juice
0: okay and see, I, I don't drink coffee but I, I like coffee ice cream i love the way it smells but i, I don't yeah okay all right and i'm gonna check you out and and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, nobody's thank perfect. You for doing this, thank you so much. Do you have any questions? Um, uh, no. I mean, like, I, I'm just,
1: you know, what what makes
0: you do what you do? You like talking to people like me? I I, I, lo- I love connecting with people. I love yeah. connecting with people. I mean, and you know, I've I've told that story because I've been asked that. Um. I've I've had more than a little bit and I've had nothing at all. And I've been around people who've had a great deal of emptiness, but they've had stuff and you realize that just connecting with people is where it's at. We're all the same. And that's one of the reasons like you and I talked earlier. That's the reason this is audible as opposed to video. I want people to be able to identify with the story. I want people to be able to close their eyes, hear that voice and identify with the story because they're going to go find you and see what you look like anyway. Do you have people who would just go and click to see, oh, well, such and such is on the show and nobody cares. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. you're right. You're spot on there. Yeah. So then that I I just I I love connecting with people and we all have a story to tell. Um, The whole point is, you know, if it's told the right way to be able to see yourself in that other person's story, because, you know, we're not alone in our journey. You know, our stories are different. Our experiences are different, but we're all connected in one way or another. And if you find enough people who are going through what you've been through or who have the aspirations that you have, but just in a different field and you can identify with that, you can be like, well, I can do that too. I can do that too, but I I will connect with people all day. And that's our friend, I'm sorry. Uh, Sierra and I have a mutual friend, shout out to my boy Ed in Philly. And I did a show for Ed six, seven years ago and we've been connected ever since. And he has that kind of heart of just connecting people. I I love him for that. but thank you for this, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for this. I really do. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy DC. I, I got family out there. My, my boy, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a musician. He has a band. What's his damn it, I forget the name of the band. But um, local thing. He's been out there about 30. He's been out there almost 40 years.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, almost cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you come go visit your friend, you got to come and visit the gelato shop.
0: Get the gelato shabby. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in there with a bad attitude. I'm going go there with a bad attitude. I encourage you like in like a like a stink face. Mm, go <laughs> ahead if you want
1: to. Not not in my city. They ain't gonna run you out of here and, and make you buy the gelato. Take
0: right <laughs> my money. I heard that man. It's funny. Thank you. Um,
1: Thank you. All so right. Much. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. So Thank you cool. so much.
0: I will talk to you soon.
1: Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Me and the crew, the 1523 podcast, is a Leverett Gang original, presented and produced by Sean E. Leverett. Caleb Emanuel, Noah Clarence, and Urania Celeste are Leverett Gang producers. Please listen, like, follow, or subscribe on your preferred platform to receive our content first.